Hello and welcome to the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast. My name is Jennifer Regular, and this is where you get to come and listen to the most amazing people from around the world with an inspiring message on how you can more fully embody your truth and activate your soul's calling. And I am a soul-centered empowerment coach at Lighting the Path and also your host here at the show. And today I'm so excited to welcome Mark Porteous from Sanford, Florida. Let me tell you a little bit about him. He is a father of twins, a husband of over 20 years, a soulful entrepreneur, joint venture strategist and affiliate manager. Known as the Soul Connector, Mark is co-founder of the Soul Affiliate Alliance. Transformational leaders and inspired influencers hire Mark Porteous to reach more people with their message and their mission by developing soulful collaborations and alliances so they can leverage their expertise to make greater impact in the world while also enjoying greater meaning, freedom, and ease in their own lives. I'm so excited to have him here to teach us and share with us about creating magic through alignment consciousness. Welcome, Mark. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Jennifer. It's such a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. So tell us, Mark, what lit your path to be well, able to do alignment consciousness? Um, it's interesting because I don't think it was a, a single lighting of a torch. I think that, that the lighting is like a dimmer switch that comes on uh, as we move down the path. In fact, one of my favorite quotes is that visions are like objects in the distance. They become clearer as we move toward them. Right. So we're all on this journey moving towards our vision and um, you know, what, where the light came from is a, a, a whole lifelong story, but I'll, I'll, I'll go real back real far real quick. When I was six years old, my father was a minister. And uh, when he and my mom divorced, he got kicked out of the church that he had built. And that's kind of when his uh, deeper spiritual quest began and, and really when, when mine did. So the light started coming on at six years old. Uh, by 12 years old, I was having visions of children, of having my own children that lived in heaven on earth of children that were literally Christ-like. And um, because of my f background, I kind of buried these visions for many years until uh, really getting into the transformation industry that I started to see that there's lots of people that share this vision. So the fact that we're talking about visions, I wanted to, to kind of bring up the light coming on was a, a gradual thing, uh, but that was like kind of the first part. Uh, the, the next big turning point was when I was 22, um, I was working for Greenpeace International. Most people are familiar with the Greenpeace Environmental Group. And uh, we were working locally in Orlando. My girlfriend brought me into the very first metaphysical bookstore I'd ever been into. Um, while I'd been studying religions and philosophies for a very long time, it was interesting that I had not actually been into a metaphysical bookstore until I was 22 years old. Uh, and my, um, I read the quote that we're not human beings having spiritual experiences, we're spiritual beings having human experiences. And that was really a big turning point. I realized that it helped to encapsulate and, and uh, hold together the conflicting uh, spiritual beliefs of, of my now my father's uh, discoveries and my mom's very uh, close relationship with Jesus. And uh, this was just kind of making it all make sense. So I got really excited that I wanted to write a book called The Human Experience. And I went home from the bookstore and I called my dad and I told him I was gonna write this book. And he said, well, don't expect to make any money writing a book. You have to have a business, it can't just be a book. And he had written three books, so I was a little bit disappointed at the time of like, oh no. And uh, 
rather than understanding at that time that your book could be related to your business, uh, I decided, okay, I'll create a business that has nothing to do with what I want to write about, but it will fund my dream. So I started selling souvenirs at amusement parks uh, here in Orlando and then uh, around the country. I ended up having 100 employees. One of them is now my wife, and that was the, the greatest takeaway from that business. But during that time, I realized I hadn't progressed any on writing a book. Um, and after five years of, of creating this this job now for myself of managing all these people and not having any progress on my vision, I sold my business and said, I'll go into sales. Um, figured within two years, I would have enough freedom to have a book written and then I could figure out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And uh, 10 years later, I my twins were born and I had no progress with my book at all. I'd gotten very comfortable in a, in a very sedentary lifestyle in, in sales where I was making a great living and having lots of fun with my wife. And, um, and then you know now twins were born and I realized the 10 years had gone by so fast that the next 10 with twins now were gonna go by much faster. And that if I continued to put off my passion and my purpose, I would teach my children the deferred lifestyle of putting off what we're here to do for what everybody else tells us that we're here to do or should do. Uh, so that was really the turning point. When my twins were born 12 years ago in April, um, I, I, I was determined to write my book. So by the time they were a year old, uh, we, we finished the book. My wife helped me to self-publish it through Amazon's Create Space at the time. And she was the one who said, now what? And that was the beginning right there. That was the beginning. and. Isn't it interesting that sometimes we end up places for other reasons, like where you met your wife, for example, and then everything that's evolved from there. Everywhere, I've always find that we're exactly where we need to be doing what we need to be doing at that time. But then we also have this awareness that we can co-create our lives and move us in the direction that we're really meant to go. And so mm -hmm. how did you come more into that alignment? How did you create the magic in your life? Well, it's funny that you asked that because um, when I was stuck writing and realizing like, what, what was it that took me so long to, to get this book that I've been working on for 18 years, that a lot of it was that I was not in alignment with what I was writing. I was out of integrity with my own words. So I literally started my own personal development program before I knew about the whole personal development industry about what am I doing that, that is out of alignment with what I'm teaching. And it was that process that helped me to not only finish the book, uh, but then later added that back in as, you know, this is my training program. This is how I created alignment, which is you know, the whole conversation that we're having today is about creating magic in our lives and in our business by creating what I call alignment consciousness. And uh, the, the process is actually quite simple. It's a, a very simple three-step process. But what this does is this creates the synchronicities. You say we're always in the right place at the right time. Uh, Buddha said, if you ever wonder where you're supposed to be, just look at your feet. Right. Uh, they're always right where we need to be. And in fact, when I finished writing this book and I brought it back to the bookstore, uh, owner who I'd become friends with. She was my very first mentor. She was 62 when I first met her, when I first walked into that store. And now she's 80 years old. And I was so excited to share this book with her and tell her that I was going to quit my corporate job and go off and change the world. And she looked me in the eyes and said, oh, honey, you're not ready for uh, to quit your job yet. That job needs you. You need that job. Your family needs that job. And I thought it was about the scarcity mentality of like, you know, why would you give up this this cushion job that, that you're making great money? And, um, and I realized that 
what she was saying was that I needed to prepare. That I, need, I wanted to, to, to get myself in alignment. There was stuff that I could be doing. Um, and so I spent the next year really doing that. And what I learned from her was that the fastest way for me to get where I wanted to be was to understand why I was exactly where I needed to be. So you're just saying, you, know, you just mentioned that we're always right where we need to be. And so I looked for, you know, what are the opportunities? What are the possibilities here? And, um, and by mostly aligning with what I really wanted. And that's, I think, the, the, the first piece of this alignment consciousness is one, to be aware uh, that we are human beings having spiritual experiences. So for me, step one of alignment consciousness is committing to a lifelong process of self-discovery to know yes. that we'll never figure it all out. We're always going to discover more and more about our own magnificence. And that once we commit to that, then we can take step two, which is using discernment, uh, divine discernment to decide what is in our highest good and the highest good for any moment. So when we know who we are, we can align with that. Then we can use our inner guidance as our primary compass to make any decision and just saying, you know, is this in the highest good? I don't know if you've ever read The Surrender Experiment or um, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, but he, he, he talked about this decision that he made to follow his inner guidance, no matter how crazy it might seem or how contraindicated it might be. So he, if it seemed like it was a great thing, but his inner guidance said no, he wouldn't do it. And uh, even if it seemed like it was crazy, but his inner guidance said yes, he would commit to doing that. And so that's step two is, is using that discernment to, to make all of your choices. And then step three is the part that a lot, part that a lot of people miss, which is taking inspired action. Uh, we can meditate all day long and not change anything outside uh, in the real world. But as soon as we take inspired action, it's not even about the doingness of it. It's that uh, we're aligning our actions with our uh, with who we're being. And that creates this magic in the world. It opens up synchronicities and all of the, the loveliness that, that makes life uh, abundant and joyful. Yes, and we really get to thrive in that. I love that you had this self-discovery, this introspection, this reflection time, and the questions that you're asking yourself that you mentioned throughout the things that you would ask yourself in developing that self-discovery and the awareness. I really liked how you had a positive tone to that because sometimes our questioning is about, you know, why did I do that? Or, you know, it can be have a very negative tone when we're questioning ourselves, but shift that thinking into creating more self-awareness through digging into what's deeper, what's most meaningful, what direction you want to go and what would best support you in that and choosing the most nourishing and productive path to do that. And taking that um, inner guidance, being able to fully trust in that too and having faith in that, being able to access it, being open enough to turn inwards and really be able to trust it and then commit to it. I hear you saying too in the second step. And then the third, taking that inspired action also means shifting from reacting, right? And moving into more grace and ease rather than like the law of karma and just, you know, <laughs> following what's presented and then reacting to that. When we're taking inspired action, we're really tuned in and aligned with, as you say, that conscious awareness and what's what we're here to do and who we're here to become and who mm -hmm. we actually are as spiritual beings having this human experience and to accept our human mistakes, but to really claim that spiritual sovereignty as well, because that, as we know, is an antidote to imposter syndrome, for example, or um, knowing how to really take care of ourselves as a soul 
and allowing our soul to guide us. So I love those three steps that you just presented on alignment consciousness. And I can definitely see how that would create magic in your life. And I also hear the passion that you have for your life that you've created. And I also don't want to um, oversimplify, like, you know, it's these three simple steps, but you, you mentioned even just trust. Yeah. Trust alone is, is can we can do a whole workshop on on how do we trust how do we trust ourselves uh, when, when we feel like we've let ourselves down so many different times or who am I to to live this this great life or to, to have this big mission whatever else it is um, just going through that trust part can be big and that that idea like you said of switching of the inner part the inner voice um, saying what's possible instead of like all of the the negative stuff it, it there's a lot um of of work for us each to do to to make those switches and and to um to really step into our, our greatness and uh, everybody's in a different place on their journey so you know wherever one person is uh, we don't want to compare ourselves to them because it, it puts us right back into that trap but each of those steps um again one with the the trust uh it takes a process and and this one about trust i think is really really important because for me, I, I've, I've invested a lot of money in how to listen to my inner guidance because I thought women were just naturally um, more intuitive than men were and that uh, men just didn't, ha just didn't you know, have that ingrained in us. And there may be some truth to that, but what I found for myself was it was just because um, I didn't know how to distinguish between my ego mind and my actual, the heart, my soul, that yes. guidance what you know when i'm listening to it like oh no don't do that is that my fear-based ego or is that my soul protecting me from making a, a bad decision and so that's really you know being able to do the work to distinguish between uh and it's usually because one is always based in fear and one is always based in love and what's possible and so when you're getting that thing of like uh oh this person may be uh somebody that that you want to watch out for it's not saying don't do it it's just um that's how i distinguish it for myself is it that is is it based out of love or is it based out of fear yes and that's a great practice of discernment to start with that mm -hmm. where is this coming from and is it based in fear or is it love based and i find too when we're looking at ego and soul that ego really likes to compare where soul really likes to connect Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you share a little bit about connecting and the soul alliances that you offer and that you create and cultivate? Tell us a little bit more about those. Sure. So um, as a soul connector, I talk about three connections that, mm -hmm. that I help people to make. And the first one is really connecting to who you are at soul level. And that is so that we can then tap into our inner guidance as our primary compass. So that's the step number one. Step number two is to connect to why we're here. What is our divine purpose? And so a lot of the work that I do is to helping people really draw out what is their customer journey. How do they, uh, your customer journey is often very much related to your own journey uh, and, and reflected back and you see how the challenges and the tribulations that you've overcome can actually benefit other people's lives. So there's that second part about connecting to why we're here. And then the third piece of connection is what you're talking about, the connection to the people that can help us to thrive in our purpose. And I call that our soul tribe. So mm. part three is connecting to your soul tribe. And the soul tribe has three different pieces in business. One is primarily the people that you're here to serve. Those are your perfect customers. And your perfect customers, remember, they're not here to serve you, you're here to serve them. And so understanding really how that, that works is the, the 
the core of my, my business in helping people to serve mission-driven uh, entrepreneurs. The second piece is connecting to your dream team. And your dream team, those are the people that are here to support you. And that could be your, your strategists, the people that are helping you with the high-level um, plans on how you're going to grow your business. It could be the implementers, the, the, your virtual assistants, your copywriters, your, uh, all of the web designers. But your dream team is such an essential piece of it because they reflect who you are. And so you really there's a, there's a lot of uh, important pieces to have when you're delegating out your soul's work. So dream team is the second piece. And then finally, uh, the core of my work is all around affiliate ambassadors. And these are the people like you now sharing uh, my core message with, with your audience. Your affiliate ambassadors are the people who have uh, influence. They have an audience that resonates with the work that you're doing and can add value and benefit to them. So that's the big piece that I like to do is to connect people who have audiences that share messages and to be able to find a way to, whether it's sharing the stage or to cross promote each other. But this is how we all uh, make a bigger impact and we can grow um, the, our, our communities and not only for our own impact, but each of the people in the audience in your audience now uh, has a tool that they can help their families, their friends. So there's this ripple of impact that comes from having affiliate ambassadors on your team. That's fantastic. I love that. And I love the togetherness and just the co-creating global coherence, really, when we all can come together like that and help to uplift humanity and raise mm -hmm. the vibration of the planet. And having that dream team to help build the dream, right? To really yeah. manifest it into reality together. And a lot of us um, conscious entrepreneurs can be have the lone wolf syndrome of, mm. of feeling like this is our big mission to do and we, we have to do it all ourselves. If you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. And all, all the idea that, that or, or you know, I don't have the capacity to hire somebody else right now. I have to do this on my own right now. And there's lots of different ways to be able to partner and to bring people in to support you uh, no matter where you are in your business. But yes. doing it alone is definitely the long, hard way. Absolutely. So how can people reach out and connect with you, Mark, for that support and the love and the magic that you bring? What, what can they do to connect? Well, they can always email me directly, uh, mark at markportius.com. And uh, either me or somebody on my team will be able to respond to those. Uh, you can also find my website, markportius.com and JV directory. The joint venture directory is one of the tools that uh, I've created with one of my partners to help business owners, especially people in the personal development industry, whether you're a coach, author, speaker, or healer, to connect with each other, to find uh, partners, to find platforms to speak on or providers of the services that they need to grow their business. And there really are genuine people in that directory and fantastic networking opportunities there. I've attended a few on my own and I love the coming together for self-growth and, you know, just being able to be part of that dream team, you know, whether they're strongly connected, you know, there's different levels of connection that you can have with people, but all of it to support what we're here to do and who we're here to become. Yeah, as you're talking about this, I, I have a, a, a special gift that I can offer your audience uh, where they can learn 21 ways to catapult their business using joint venture partnerships. It will also come with a guest pass as your guest, as Jennifer Regular's guest, to come to one of our networking events. Come check it out and see if it's a good community for you to, uh, to be more present in. That's so fantastic, Mark. Thank you so much for offering that to everyone. 
And I'll definitely have the links to how to connect to Mark, his email, his websites, the directory, and that free gift all in the show notes down below. Mark, is there anything else, any other wisdom that you'd like to impart here today? I think going back to what we were talking about at the very beginning um, about being human beings, having spiritual experiences, it really is my stand that all people recognize themselves as divine beings who've chosen this life for a reason and then to live from that knowing. So if there's anything that I can impart is to understand that you are a magnificent being, that you came here for a reason and that you, who you're being is the greatest contribution that you have to humanity. Yes, really take that into your heart, everyone who's listening and watching because it's so true. Mm -hmm. It is true. And thank you, Jennifer. I really appreciate you uh, bringing in these inspirational messages and having a, a place where people who are seeking wisdom can come and share theirs and, and hear from others as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mark, and for everything that you've shared here today. And to each and every one of you that have been listening and watching on the Wisdom Speakers and Seekers podcast, we'll see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you.